Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, a.k.a. Hardball Harge. Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sam's back with us spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios, and today's show is going to be presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Make sure you go to their website at hazelskyonline.com where you can check out all their latest products and you can shop for the comforts of your own home. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you want to follow me during the show or interact with me during the show or follow me, I should say, on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to follow Mike or interact with him, it's at, at HardballHarge. Seven three six nine seven sixty. What's up, Mike? Austin, Texas, baby. Yes, A town. Austin, Texas, baby. Yeah, yeah. How does What's it feel happening? to be back in your home city? Ooh, feels good, man. I don't even know how to act. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, just for people. Well, first of all, before I get into that, how you doing, Jones? You ready to go? Yeah, man. Ready to rock and roll. All right. Mr. Sams, welcome back. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right, man. All right. So let's just get into it. First off, want to say hello and welcome Austin Austin 1300 The Zone here to Sports Grind Nation. Um, just to give you a quick round rundown, this show's been, if you haven't had a chance to ever listen to it, doing the iHeart app. The show's been running now here through iHeart probably for... Last 14 years, over 14 years, been around for 17 years, uh, been doing, you know, we've had different time slots here and there, but, um, you know, it is uh, a pleasure to be able to uh, bring Mike back to you in this in this hometown. I know he's, you know, been eager to get back, so shouts out to iHeart, you know, Sports Grind Entertainment as well, too, and assisted in getting that done. So uh, excited, man, excited. It's, it's if you uh, just tuning in, you know, from that, it's a little bit different show, different what you hear from, but I think you'll <laughs> like it, man. I think I know you'll like it because, uh, you know, it's a sports show. We get a lot of stuff going here. And we're coming off of a, a packed weekend here, like always. You know, Monday is usually football weekend. Friday's football weekend, Monday 
um, is also usually football recap just for the new listeners out there. And also, you know, we usually start with the Cowboys and to get to them, and then we get into your uh, burnt orange and UT. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, did you like the way that I made sure that I came in into your into your house into your into your city in, in my attire? I just wanted to let just be, let it be known. <laughs> You know, from day one, just case. I mean, we're not streaming live now. Speaking of, we'll be usually we stream live. We'll be streaming live in Twitter a little bit. I hear Facebook's having issues, company issues with their live feed and stuff. But so you can't see it now. But yeah, I just thought I'd set the toes as we're about a little bit over a year <laughs> from the defining moment. So they'll get a chance. They have a year to get a chance to know me and oh, what it's yeah. all about. But yeah, man. But uh, we got. I see you looking okay. clean, bro. Right, you looking clean right there. All I right. feel you. Right, I feel man. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So yes, we got a lot to get to today. First off, uh, at the top of the next hour, we're supposed to be joined by Hall of Famer Chipper Jones, two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, World Series champion, Hall of Famer. We'll talk to him. You know, it's about that time. Postseason is here. Gets going tomorrow with the must-see do-or-die between the Yankees and the Red Sox. The baseball gods blessed <laughs> baseball to give them that one in. All right, y'all go ahead. Got the same record. Play it in. See who gets. Now, this is going down right hard to Fenway, right? Yes. Yankees got to do it in Fenway. Yeah, it's okay. a road game for the Yankees, and obviously this is where the Bucky Dent situation happened, Fenway. Oh, okay. That's when everybody went crazy on Bucky Dent. But, you know, as a baseball player, I, I was fortunate enough to play within both of these organizations. I played okay. for the Red Sox and I played for the Yankees organization. And no matter what side of the fence you're on, they hate the other. It doesn't matter hmm. at all what happens. They are not, this is not for the faint of heart. And especially for this to be an elimination game. Oh, people are dialed in man. on this one, man. Yeah, they are. Uh, the Four Letter Network was fortunate to get this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, TBS got that one with the play with the Dodgers um, and the Cards. Um, yeah, and let me tell you something, man. Boston had to dig deep yesterday <laughs> to come back. I mean, it started getting late. Them innings started getting eaten up, and right. they basically had to dig deep out there in Nashville just to get a W to get in this situation. So, you know, that obviously, you know, people at home, Toronto didn't make it. Sorry, Seattle. I don't know if I jinxed y'all bringing it up last week about the streak almost over, but it's 20 years and counting before the Mariners get back in. But anyway, yeah, man, so we'll talk about we'll talk to Chip with some postseason baseball. Uh, other than that, over the weekend, a lot of things to get to, uh, football-related. Uh, like I said, a lot of games. Got to talk about Tom coming back home to Foxborough, okay? Um, you know, before, def- before you get too mm-hmm. deep in that, I want to give you your flowers, man. You kept saying it. You kept talking about it. You kept saying, listen. This line is not going to change because the hoodie is on that sideline. Yeah. And he Uh knows everything about Tom Brady. So I'm going to give you your flowers on that one, my friend. Thank you, Harge. Yeah, and I even tweeted that out as a free play, which the new audience will get into the game. Y'all are blessed because this is a a heavily gambling-populated show. We've been doing it for a while, so you get a lot of free work. Coming from this station, if you, this show, I should say, if you if you pay attention. But yes, I just, I tweeted it out. It was there on my book when I gave the foundation Friday. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna go with that undefeated team at Denver. Nobody giving them respect. Let me just wait for the pace. I'll say that for a free play. Alter the record. Still came out four two, but should have came had another five and one weekend. You went five and one. You were smoking. Yeah. You know, because you had me scratching my head all week about that Giants pick. I'm like, well, what the hell is he seeing in that? And then the first crowd said, oh man, Harge is. I say he hit this that he might be on. It was a bounce back week. So you bounce back. But yeah, 
I, I, hey, look, man, I'll get in that game. I tweeted it out, say, hey, just a free play out there. Look, man, I don't care who the hell's coming quarterback. The hoodie with bad weather <laughs> and Foxborough at night, you're taking those points. But I definitely want to get into that. We'll get to that game. You know, Tom Brady gets the W and his coming back home party. But I think Mac Jones had his coming out party. You know, that's what I believe in that. We'll get to that. Uh, definitely we got college action to get to. And I know, Austin, y'all got this thing called Red River this week. Ooh. I know that's a big thing down Ooh. there. Yeah, um, and let me just state this, you know, because I'm the type of guy that will come in your home for the first time and just, hey, man, where's the remote? Give me the remote, man. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you know, hey, just because keep it real, like one of the things about these probably because, again, for people that know, you know, Nick goes to Alabama. I love his life lessons. The man preaches life, I, you know. Fisherman recognized fishermen from another far, just hard workers grind and say, hey, you know, Nick's my man, been riding with Alabama and Tuscaloosa since he's been there from day one. Okay, right? Even that first year after they fired Shula, it was terrible. I said, man, you know, Nick got one in LSU will go. But let me tell you something about this rivalry with Red River and Austin. First of all, I've always wondered, and I haven't asked you this, Harge, but I understand you made it very clear how you think the Big 12 is salty and they're scheduling UT games at 11 o'clock early Saturday. Like, hey, y'all are leaving us. We're not giving y'all props. But this game has usually always been early anyway. Correct. You know, and my whole deal with Rob is I always said that, hey, I've grown up in this region. You know, I've grown and lived in San Antonio, been Texas, so I know about the Austin. I know about the robberies, the old A&M Texas robberies, all that. But I've always said, hey, that Alabama-Arburn or when you get into – you know, Florida, the cocktail party, Florida, Georgia. I've always said that this game, and I know you mix tradition with the state fair and all that, but I've always said this game should sometimes be played in prime time, too. Like, the only other robbery game that I can think of, Harge, that probably is consistently played during the day and never really seen it in prime time, and I could be wrong, somebody can fat check me, is probably Michigan-Ohio State. Yeah, That game is usually played. But I've always felt like, why does this game have to be played at 11 o'clock every early like, when you get a chance, but the State Fair, I guess, is something to that. But this game should be, and I don't know if that's going to change when they go to the SEC in a few years, when these two schools leave the Big 12. But can you explain that? I mean, well, I, the, the main reason is because you don't want them people at the fairgrounds all day. <laughs> There's too much going on during that time, and, and the rivalry is just that. I mean, these both sides of the river hates each other. Right. And you get a bunch of people. I, I remember I was there for one of the games. It was 2.30. It was a 2.30 kickoff. Okay. And that was awful because it was hot. People were mad. People were drunk. And people at that point just really don't care what they say, what they do. You got kids, nine-year-olds, like kind of what uh, your boy Eli Manning was talking about the other day where he <laughs> – they We're got nine year olds. Birds. Yeah, shooting yeah. the birds at the bus, throwing stuff at the bus. This is a true rivalry. So for me, the 11 o'clock start is not a problem. The other problem is, the main problem is all the other 11 o'clock games that Texas is playing. As you saw right. last yeah. week, yeah. they played that 11 o'clock. We talked about it before about how they're they're really giving it to Texas. And you can even take it back to Oklahoma when they were playing that game against Nebraska. That was a rivalry game. That's the game fifty. What what the game of the century again mm. was coming back up fifty years later. They played that game at eleven o'clock in the morning. Right. So I think that 
these people are not happy with the way Texas and Oklahoma are leaving this this uh, Big Twelve, yeah. and they're paying the price by being able to play those eleven o'clock games. Well, it's it's de- yes, this is definitely a big week uh, down in this region for you know Red River. We've changed the names a couple of times because hey, that's not PC. Right? We don't think we shoot anybody, you know. Even though Texas, everybody got guns <laughs> down here. But anyway, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, hey, you know, Casey Thompson keeps it rolling. You know, TCU's been a thorn in their side. They hold off TCU. They get that W. We'll talk about OU, you know, surviving their game with K-State. We're definitely going to be talking about that game all week. We got some other college news to go uh, get to as well. Cincinnati goes down and hand, handles Notre Dame and South Bend. Yeah, Arch was on that one. You know, we got Clemson. Hey, Davo, going to find out a lot about you, man. Like, <laughs> the first time out of the top 20 is, is falling out the ranks. How long is it going to take Clemson to get back? We got a lot to get to. NFL, when we get back, we'll start about with them boys. How they won the physical battle, the physical battle in the trenches, you know. And let me tell you, that is a prime example why competition, even at the NFL level within the own team, brings out even greatness or basically gives people a B12 shot. And that's what Pollard has done to Zeke. But we'll get into it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Crime. We're broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Hard, J.K. Hardball Hard, Jodas Clark producing, Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. Your number to participate is 210-736-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. They do a lot of great things for the surrounding communities. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so, yes, yeah, so there's quite a bit to try to get to today. Uh, a lot of this will probably be parlayed over to tomorrow during the week as well, too, as we're just here with you for two hours. But uh, we can start other NFL before we dive into the Cowboys. Uh, cards, they sent a message. Uh, you know, they threw a haymaker to the NFC, I believe. Um, definitely want to talk about that. Seattle, the streak continues. Russell Wilson still has not lost three games in a row in his career since he's been there. They come through. They bounce back. Andy Reid makes history. Definitely get uh, to that. Ravens and Lamar Jackson knocked the Broncos out from uh, the undefeated ranks. A little Bush League activity at the end, but I'll go ahead and get to that here <laughs> in regard to that particular game. Uh, Cleveland gets a W in Minnesota. Cool off a little hot uh, Kirk Cousins there. So with all that said, though, but let's get to what we came here for to start NFL, and that's the Cowboys. Okay, Dallas. Uh, they get a big victory. Uh, 36 to 28. Uh, like I told you, going to break, I believe this game uh, was really one in the trenches. Uh, I talked a lot about the front of the Carolina Panthers, which is very young, very physical. I thought uh, Dallas's offensive line heard that. Heard a lot of people talk about that. I heard. Ze- I think Zeke played like you know he heard about that too. I mean, he had a tune. I mean, he kind of threw back the clock a little bit. 20 carries, 143 yards. Uh, Dak, four touchdowns, about 14 to 22 for 188 yards. But this game was one in the trenches, okay? And, of course, Harge, uh, before I throw it to you, the other thing again, because uh, Diggs stole the show with the mm. interceptions. And mm. I think Diggs is a perfect example of hard work, 
who meets good coaching, better coaching, to be able to coach up. Because keep, keep in mind, this time last year, Dallas fans wanted him cut. Okay, he was getting burnt up. He finished the season strong, but again, we keep talking about on the show the difference of coaching and what you know Dan Quinn is doing. The effort and everything is there. Okay, but they got a big. I mean, they got a big win yesterday, and again, the offense. I mean, they're at. If I'm not mistaken, in the cow, the Cowboys are at like 30 points a clip a game. Oh yeah, out of their games. Okay, I just think they they if Greg the Leg Zerline doesn't miss the kick against Tampa. They're they undefeated. Tampa too. Undefeated. And you know, in the way I'll say it before I throw it over to you, Harge, I think right now, um, in both in the NFL, okay, just for there's two teams that I think that have separated themselves when it comes to I have a terminology I use when it comes to keeping coordinators up at night on Wednesday, when they have or Tuesday before they got to give the game plan to the mm-hmm. team. And they've separated themselves. That's the Arizona Cardinals. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're the two best offenses in the NFL. I'm not going to disrespect some other teams that's out there and say it's not even close, but they've separated themselves. I'm talking about just from the different multiple ways that they can beat you. But uh, what did you see Sunday, Harge, with the Cowboys? Well, what I saw was an offensive line that people started leaning on. Like you talked about, you said the B12 shot that Pollard has given uh, Ezekiel Elliott. They started running the ball downhill, and Zeke has been delivering that knockout blow that he was doing before. Because if you remember, when early in his career, he was punching people in the face every time he got close. And now he's doing the exact same. You see the way he's cutting, jump cutting. He came in better shape, so let's give yeah. him credit for that. He did the things that he needed to do. But Connor McGovern was demolishing people yesterday. Hmm. When they needed a big run, they ran behind Connor McGovern, in which he was somebody that was getting a lot of heat as well. You talked about Diggs getting his right. heat. McGovern was getting some heat too. And then you look at Zach Martin and some of the things that have happened. But here's the biggest thing for me, and, and you can go back and look at this, and sometimes stats are kind of skewed, so it kind of drives me a little bit nuts. But the Cowboys are 27-0. and 27-0 and 0, when they run the ball more than they pass the ball. When hmm. Dak has less attempts and they have more rushing attempts, the Cowboys are 27-0. and 0. Now, some of those situations are a lot different. There's right. things that happen throughout the game. But that's a stat that should not be ignored. That's a stat that should not be ignored. 27-0 and 0 when the Cowboys out have more rushing attempts than passing attempts. That, that, that is a hell of a stat. I mean, I know since day week one when we came in here after the Tampa Gate, you were preaching to run the ball, to get run. And, and to me, and I haven't different, I haven't you know swayed away from that, but I still feel like the team, and it's still Dak's team, it goes as it goes. But, you know, really, you know, if you look at it, I thought it would probably be no more than maybe six disparity of carries. But if you look at this weekend, it was a 20-10 split. Pollard right. got 10 carries, Zeke got 20, because I think he was loud up, and this was a physical line that they were running against. Now, um, I think what I'm seeing, and like I said, it's early. It's a week-to-week league. I mean, I know it sounds right. cliche, right. but, I mean, they say it, but if you really look at the results of some of these games from week to week, okay, it kind of head-scratches. But I think, you know, we're a- after tonight, which we'll get to that game too, after the charge, after the Raiders go to L.A., and so far to take on the charges, we put a bow on the first quarter poll. And I believe through the first quarter poll, looking at the landscape, taking injuries and stuff in consideration, if Dan Quinn, if if, if they, I still kind of stand by that I think they're too, 
you know, maybe if Diggs is going to continue to be better, maybe instead of saying two, maybe they're one more great defensive player away from, you know, being able to really legitly win the Super Bowl, the whole thing. But if you look at the landscape right now and all the teams in both conferences, and let's just stick with the NFC since we're done, the Cowboys. It's if they if Dan Quinn could get this defense to a top 15, like if they can get to the that's middle a, of the that's pack. The number. That's okay? the number. Okay. If they can get to 15 and this offense is going to hum like the way it is, then they got a shot. I mean, I don't know a shot to win the whole thing, but they got a shot to get to L.A., whether that's for the NFC Championship game or whether that's for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. But But the truth of the matter, Harge, when you look at it, I mean, in the division, I mean, it's really one of those things that they should win this division going away. I mean, the Washington football team, as you were the first one, the only one I heard talk about this, they continue yesterday, but their front – is really not living up to them. And they've got like three first-rounders on that D-line, three or right. four, okay? Right. At least three, I know. So I just think when you look at Philly, Philly's another team that might play hard, long as they're, but they're rebuilding. So Dallas is a team that, for one, and the reason why I bring this up, when you start talking about you know remaining healthy, that's a key. But if you start talking about jockeying for the opportunity of where those games are going to be played at in the playoffs that they get there, they've got an inside track because that division is going to allow them to run away with it as well. Well, uh, the other thing, too, I know we're up against yeah, the thing, too. Don't forget, the Arizona Cardinals started off hot last year, too. That and is a good point. Fade, and they faded, and they finished at 500. But see, that's a good point, Arch. But now, saying like to the Dallas, I know you probably said that yeah, to yeah. pump the break on Dallas, yeah. but to bring the point back to Arizona, because like I said, they swung a haymaker to the to the NFC, really to the old league, but to the NFC, to say, hey, take notice of them. I think their start has to do the reason why they've gotten off to a good start, because they went belly up, losing yeah. five out of the last six to games, however much they played. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcast Casting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Hards, we'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Cry. Calvin Casey, Mike Hards, Jonas Clark producing. Sam spinning the one and twos. 210-736-9760 is your number. Now we're up streaming on Twitter. Uh, Facebook's, I guess, having uh, problems today, so we're on Twitter uh, streaming. But, yeah, so the Cowboys, I mean, before we kind of move to, move on from that. Now, on the losing side of things, uh, Sam Darnold, he found a way to get in the end zone again twice. I mean, this guy, I mean, whoever's got Sam on their fantasy team should be above 500. I mean, unless, unless your team is just trash around it. I mean, there's a couple, like, if you have Colin Murray, Colin Murray – I would say Sam Darnold because of his his, his this uh, you know explosion of rushing touchdowns, and I would probably say there's another guy to slip my mind, but you should be above 500 in your fantasy team unless you just did some bad drafting around. How about tonight's quarterback Derek Carr, the other guy who's up there at the top of the league in passing yards, three and zero, looking for I think they're three and zero, looking for their undefeated record right now tonight. The Derek Carr's one. put up some points, yeah, Derek Carr, but Kyler. Dak, that yeah, too. Dak. I mean, I got about both squads. Both so one of really five hundred. One five hundred. The other one is no go because it, it was just one of those. That was one <laughs> was of those. I had two drafts. So yeah, so I'm I'm kind of trying to weather the storm on that one. Yeah. So that notice I didn't put Dak in there because hey man, not that, but them guys, Kyler Murray. I mean, you know that and Dak, the guy I played yesterday had uh, 
Kyler Murray and Tyreek Hill. I was I just stopped watching. When I saw it, I was just like, man, let me uh, focus on this plus four and a half, half, second half. Like, I stopped checking the same fact at that time. I was like, that's ridiculous. You just run. Sometimes you run and get a bus up. But anyway, but Dallas, though. Um, and you know what? Last night after the game, because I want to put that out there, I think my man, because I thought you follow him on Twitter, and for the new listeners, I'm not heavy on social media that much, but try to get used to it. But Clarence, what is it, Clarence Hill? Clarence Hill. Chill here. Man. He had a tweet last night, and I'm thinking, I looked at the time, I was like, I don't know if they're like, maybe Sunday, you know, everybody sometimes like enjoying beverages, watch game. He had a tweet talking about Diggs is the new prime time. Man, I mean, that's the first time I've ever communicated with somebody that didn't have a tweet that was tagged with me to come back and say, like, come on, Clarence, you got years of credibility, years of credential, brother. Don't throw that away around with one tweet. Are you serious? No. I was like, man, they want to run this guy to town, and he's rolled tied, and I'm telling you, prime time? Stop it. But he is on a short list. I mean, he's the only Cowboy with five interceptions oh, yeah. through oh, yeah. four, ga- four games. Four games. That's yeah. amazing. But I think Dan Quinn still is putting him in the right position, and he simplified it, and it's just go get the ball. Because even years ago, when you remember when Dallas was having success on defense, they were getting turnovers. Then yep. they went through this period where they really wasn't getting any turnovers None. in the last couple of years, and it kind of showed. But this year, they're leading the league takeaways. They've got turnovers. They're getting one two per game. Uh, that's a good thing. And the one thing too hard before we move on that can't be under uh, mistaken about the Cowboys. They've got some guys missing on deep. They've got some injuries. Oh, so yeah. They're able they to do this. Have their guys. Yeah, yeah, they're able to do this with, you know, guys banged up, you know. They're making some changes, and like you said, and and I'll give Dan Quinn a lot of credit because the, once he pulled that hat behind, you know, he turned that hat backwards, it's time to go to work. And he's yeah. been out there working in yeah. the way that he has them in position to make plays. And can we please, please give more love to my man Micah Parsons. That dude is a problem, man. Yeah, he's got a bright future. And I'm going to give your boy Judge some love too. Judge, Jalen mm-hmm. Smith made a couple big plays yesterday. Well, I hear in the back. He had one tackle yesterday, didn't he? he no, nah, he made a couple plays where he, he made some big turnarounds. But that one tackle that he made, that was for like a five-yard loss, no, six-yard yeah. loss. Okay. Well, competent goes back to what I said. Competition is helping a lot of people. Yeah. The Zeke, like I told everybody in the offseason, Zeke was on the Pollard diet. There was not Atkins. There wasn't, he wasn't vegan. He turned on Pollard, man. Pollard's been on his ass since the offseason going back last year. So it's a motivation. And like I said to Judge, yes, Jalen Smith, I mean, the one that you, you, there's a lot of things you can do that don't show up in the box score. But technically, the box score, he had one tackle. But yes, the, as a whole, the yeah. defense is going. They could easily be 4 0 at 3 1. And I really think after this weekend, I can't wait to get to power rankings, SG power rankings on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. But this is from an offensive standpoint, man, the Cardinals and Dallas have separated themselves. And that's even from the Kansas City Chiefs. They they have separated themselves. When I'm talking about coordinators that don't talk to their children or wives before you got to play them that week right. because it's too much stuff on the plate. When you play Kansas City, you pretty much know what you're up against. You know, any who's going to – I mean, just for yesterday against Philly, Tyreek Hill, three touchdowns. I mean, it's the Patrick Mahomes. But when you talk about the Arizona Cardinals, and, and speaking of that, because we can transition to that game, I've got to admit that I've got to give – we talk about the Cardinals sending the message to the Rams. I've got to go ahead because it was from me, but I got to give a little bit. You talk about flowers. I got to give a little bit of flowers to Cliff, King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury because I roasted him when he got the job. I didn't feel like he deserved to get this job. It was the fact like, oh, you had a phone call with McVay. You kind of look yeah. like him too. Oh, go ahead. You get the job. <laughs> there was nothing he did down in the Dust Bowl in Lubbock. But you know what, man? He had a lot of people like me saying, what is he doing? How to get this job? 
It's a long season, a lot of football. Like you said, they started off 5-6-0 and six and last year, so let's see if they learn from that. But he co-signed. He said, go get this guy. I don't care if you drafted uh, Rosen first over us. Go get Kyler Murray, and let me see what I can do. That um, <laughs> Let me tell you something, Flip. I don't want to kill on the Bengals because y'all winning. Y'all doing a good job. But let me tell you, A.J. Green, his ass got up out of Cincinnati. He didn't find a found a youth. I mean, he gets in the end zone yesterday. He's running routes. They, they've just got enough weapons in the way. And I think the thing that I underestimated about Arizona going into the season arc is no, I don't think anybody saw their defense being able to play like this and as good as they were. Kyler Murray gets a lot of the run, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. But I think on the defensive side through these few weeks, especially what they did to Tennessee week one, all right? I ain't forgot about y'all, Titan fan. Bad <laughs> loss, man. I know it's any given Sunday, but y'all are calling up in the offseason about secondaries and everything else, man, the Jets. Okay, but anyway. But, no, I think what they did in Tennessee the week one and then also – what they're continuing to do in the Rams. You know, I was high on the Rams. That's hard to myself, Super Bowl pick. Still on them. But, yes, and I'm still on them. But Arizona, I had a feeling that they were going to come out with a message, and they did. Well, the thing is, too, I want to give you credit. I want you to understand, you know who that defensive coordinator is for them. That's Vance Joseph. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know that brother. Y'all ran ran that brother up out of there. Man, let me tell you something. In Colorado, Vance was – it was a thing going around with Vance Joseph up there where after media went at the we we had a good practice. We had a good practice. Hey, man, he lost the locker room. Like, I was rooting for the brother. Like, hey, man, I know you up against it. You're in Colorado, man. I've been a Denver fan since 83, and I've never seen that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Vance, he had to go. But, yes, you're right, Hart. He's doing a hell of a job. I mean, and that's and bringing it back to the coordinators, that's why Dan Quinn and the guy that's playing tonight that's calling plays tonight on the defensive side and Gus Bradley for Raiders – both of them went in, and I think Dallas has more talent than the Raiders on the defense, on paper, on the defensive side. Right. But these two guys, I said it last week, they come from that. They were there at the Legion of Boom, cornerbacks, coach, defense. They saw that emergence, and they were in those war rooms. And it's not a coincidence that if you look at what they were going, two bad defenses they were taking over, and you see how the Raiders have been playing defense and how the Dallas, that's a credit to Dan Quinn and Gus Bradley. When we get back, we'll get to more into Tom's return to Foxborough. We'll talk about that. We've got uh, also to get to Texas. Texas, who gets another victory as they head into Red River Week. We'll definitely talk about that. Don't forget, we're going to be talking to Chipper Jones here next hour as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, Calvin Casey, Mike Hart. All right, so um, we'll be joined with Chip here in the uh, next segment coming back. Uh, but before, Chipper Jones. I'm like, I know I'm on a first name, but hey, Chip, man, we're going to be joined by Chip, man. You're a Hall of Famer. You know, but anyway um, – the back to the football scene, though, real quick, as we talk about, like I said, so it's it's one of those that make you, you know, see thing. But if you look at yesterday, besides Arizona sending a message, um, you know, a couple of things, you know, the pack uh, Packers continue to kind of get it going after that that uh, loss against the Saints uh, week one. Because he was right to say yeah. relax, right? Yeah, he was like, he, well, this is what Aaron does. I'm still not I'm still not really sold yet all the way on their defensive side of the ball. Look, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
and I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it for the new audience. This was the Eli Manning situation all over again. You've got a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. You, but the only difference is, is that Pittsburgh don't really have the guy in waiting. they got a project. They've say, got a yeah. guy in Dwayne Haskins that they're working on. But this, you know, Ben at his age cannot produce behind an offensive line like that. And you're talking about Pittsburgh even on paper. But even performance after you look at me, look about it. They went and really got a gutsy win against Buffalo, who's running through people like a hop knife through butter right now that just went through the Texans. They got two shutouts on the season, by the way. That's impressive. That and, and the NFL, I don't care if it's Big 12. I don't care. Well, they don't shut anybody out in the Big 12. But anyway. Yeah, you better they, but, 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 but at the end of the day, if you, I don't care what level you play on. If you get shutouts, they're shutouts. Now, but the, the the key to me, I don't I really don't believe too much in the defense, but with Pittsburgh, you're talking about a top five talent defense that is going to waste because the offensive line is bad. I'm not gonna put it all on Ben, but Ben's got about he's got about fifty percent of this, at least fifty to sixty, the rest of the offensive line. But they go in and the Packers smack them around. And the thing about it, Pittsburgh beat Buffalo in week one and they lost three straight. And I told you, I got a theory in the NFL. You're not really a playoff team or a good team if you go through a three-game losing streak. I don't care if it's because of injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. It could be whatever the factor may be. I'm not saying that doesn't factor into it, but you don't lose three games in a row, you know, in the NFL, in my opinion, if you're a good team. Um, also, what else do we have? Andy Reid, I told you, he, he made history. Uh, first coach to win 100 games, including playoffs with two different franchises. Um, Philly That's was special. yeah. Philly was moving the ball great on them. Again, it took the thing that stands out with me. They gave up what thirty some points to Philly. <laughs> you know, it's still the defensive side of the ball. But what other games in the NFL hard that came across your radar this weekend? Well, you brought it up. I mean, the New York Giants beating the New Orleans Saints, and mm. I'm not saying it because we we put a little action on it. I'm mm -hmm. saying it because. That's a telling, telling side of what's going on when you sit there and you say, okay, Jameis goes out, plays that great game at the very beginning, and now more than just the offensive side of the ball not moving it, the defense isn't really stopping anybody. And that's mm -hmm. not the way that the New Orleans Saints have been made up. Right. You, know, you, you talked a little bit about that NFC East and the NFC West. You got to start looking at that South and say, who is the real team in the NFC South? Is it Carolina? Is it Carolina who went in and, and, and got beat by Dallas, but Dallas was a hotter team at that time. So does Carolina take that mantle now in the South because of what you're seeing? But you still got Tampa, yeah, obviously. Sure. You still got Tampa, but who's going to challenge Tampa now? Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't think the South would turn into like the East, but I think, again, Tampa Bay, and they're decimating the secondary. I mean, they dropped two more guys last night. One right. guy, I mean, Richard Sherman came off the couch, literally, and he <laughs> played every snap. He had to play every snap, you know. Uh, but, no, that's it's it's going to be interesting on how that works, you know, in regard. But I don't think the – the South terms of, but you say it's still Tampa's a lose. Carolina, I think they can make it interesting. I think that young defense will get better as it goes. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Hards, we'll be back. Black political power is changing the direction of this country because we're a voice of change and our votes have real power. We have the chance to make a difference again here in Virginia. 
We must elect leaders who will fight for better jobs, better schools, affordable health care, who will care about keeping us safe from crime and systemic racism, and support our families' needs to recover from the pandemic. Let's take action together. Vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Paid for by the NAACP. 